0: everyone and welcome to the code Clarity podcast i'm rena and i'm jean so we've been busy the last month or so rena with the comments on the proposed changes to the code um, and the code i mean i'm sure most of our listeners have looked at those comments they've got some quite big changes especially with regard to signatories but is that what's is there any point in us making these comments is it just all going to happen are we just going to have to adopt all these changes that they've put in I think it's not really very well known that um, the
1: industry has a lot of power in being able to influence what the code says. So, with respect to signatories, you know, pharmacists are signatories because of comments that were um, pushed to the PMCPA many years ago. So, when we look at that, one of the big changes around signatories now is the need for validation. Mm. So we did um, in aligned with the spicy narrative because we knew there'd be a lot of conflict about this. We did a LinkedIn poll asking people what they thought about this and whether they thought an external validation every year or external validation once only or internal validation would be okay. Now, Jean, what
0: did you vote and why? Okay, so I voted. I was looking at the um, analogy of what the sales reps have to do with the external validation and so I think that if there's an external validation once which provides that basic standard of code knowledge there's a lot of um, medical signatories that might come into the industry that are very good clinically but we, they need that code compliance knowledge so get that but then I don't think it needs to be done every year externally I do think it needs to be done continually continually every year internally so i think once they've demonstrated that you know the kind of the the standard across the industry so that everybody is working to the same standard because i think that's something we find at the moment is that different companies have different standards on how they validate or approve who can be a signatory. so you've got that that baseline across the industry but then as with sales reps it is the company's responsibility to ensure that those individuals are continually trained on the product area that they're working in any new updates and everything else. So that is how I voted. Rina, I'm sure you disagreed with me. What, I did, did you I, do,
1: I did. All of that. Yeah. So um, the reason I approached the ABPI about this is because I sort of said to them, when you, when you actually distill down the nature of complaints and the cause of breaches, you cannot get away. It is approval teams. And when you look at who's the accountable person for these breaches, it is the signatory. And I don't mind being controversial there, and the signatories up in arms about it, because that that is the truth. And so, to me, it is completely insufficient to train a signatory once. And the reason I can genuinely say this is because during my time at Compliment, I probably be trained in the region of 600 signatories. And whilst they were all good at the beginning and they all passed, I've come across some of them after a few years, and that knowledge has dipped, and it's and it's disappointing yeah. actually to see that. So for my like real lived experience I feel it's necessary to exactly the same points as you said external because of consistency take away all yep. the kind of you know uh, company yep. specific but maintaining needs to be annual I like what someone's comment was I think it was Stuart on LinkedIn had said maybe it should be aligned with when the code changes and I thought well that's quite a nice compromise actually so if the code changes every two years maybe it
0: should be aligned with that But then i would say i mean i don't disagree with anything you say but i don't necessarily think that that annual training needs to be always external because i think the advantage of the abpi adopting an external validation is that it would show companies what the standard was expected because at the moment companies basically make it up themselves so i think if you had that baseline then companies would know what the requirement was for that annual internal but I would even argue against even just annuals not enough it's it's continual if you it's change continual. product yeah. you need but to you're be talking inter- about sure training inter-
1: you're talking about training aren't
0: you you're talking
1: continual well, training and I'm saying a, a validation is in an
0: assessment yes but I think if you look at the sales team they're trained and then they're always validated and it's the validation that you then say this is how yeah, we know you're taking on board your training yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's all internal so that's what I think should also happen with the yeah. approval team
1: Well, it was a spicy issue, and that certainly the LinkedIn poll results show us that, right? It was about 40% said yes to annual validation, about 30% each said, you know, um, once only and internal only validations. And certainly, I mean, obviously, I can see who's voting for what. Yeah. And I think that's very telling. So the people who are mainly voting for internal only are mainly signatories. But what's really interesting about the people who work with signatories, so there's agencies, there's HR, there's commercial, they're the ones saying they want signatories validated every year. How interesting is that?
0: Yeah. And that that I guess I'm I'm not surprised by that. It is interesting because it does show that kind of variation in standards across the industry. And that's so that's where I do think that this validation being included in the code is a good thing. However, the option mm. that you didn't include in the poll was for no validation okay. because <laughs> Yeah. As it stands, but I think the people have been embarrassed. Yeah, but I think most companies I know do have a validation for their signatories. But I guess at the moment there's actually nothing. To, there's there's not anything to say that you you have to. You could have someone just walk in and go right. You're now a signatory. Crack on.
1: Yeah. Read the code over the weekend
0: and sign off on Monday.
1: Yeah, small companies may well have that still, right? So I think yeah. we have to not just treat everyone like they're big farmer here. So. I suspect that my meeting with um, the ABPI and PMCPA or the discussions I had may well have been the trigger to this appearing in the code. So that's kind of a good thing. Um, We do have some three top tips, actually, for everybody.
0: So, Jean, over to you. Number one. Yeah. So I would say the first thing is that at the moment, it looks like this validation is going to be in the code. So you need to be thinking now, what does that look like for your company so do you have a validation already for your current signatures or your future signatories? and um, think about what are your standards for how you would validate if you don't already have it okay so number one is plan number two
1: i would say tasks and the tasks you need to be thinking about is creating your validation communicating that out to everybody who's going to be validated and then documenting the results of that and maybe you know as part of number one's plan is that you're also documenting the people who have failed that validation and what you've done with them and then the last top
0: tip uh, last one would be comment, comment on the code. So if you've got um, an opinion, as people have opinions, as the response to the poll showed. So, you know, if you don't comment, if you don't make your voice heard, changes won't happen. So please do take the opportunity to to comment on the code.
1: Yeah, exactly. Thanks, everyone, so much for listening.